This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, your eyes do not deceive you. It is not Monday. It's actually Wednesday if you check your calendars, but it's still the AEW Dynamite After Show here on Wrestling Inc. I'm Jack Farmer, and this is Corduroy Jimmy Corderas. How you doing, big fella? I'm doing good, man. It's a first day of shoveling the driveway up here in Toronto, which was not good. But other than that, everything is fine. You know what? We're we're a little shorthanded here at wrestling mm-hmm. today, but you know what? I think we're still going to get it done. We're just going to put well, in the time. We're going to do a, a a multi-segment match, so to speak. There you go. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, we're going to do a lot of rest holds here this episode. Just fill some time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go, go to the outside. Work the crowd a little bit. You know, just do yeah. some stuff. To, yeah, that, that's right. Call, call call it out there. Grab a hold. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we're gonna keep it going uh but hey th- thanks for uh letting me come on over i was i was here to really sneak attack isa she snuck attacked me twice mm. now on raw i wanted to get some revenge but she 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 hid she mm. ran away because she knows that the greatest greatest guest wrestling star is look wait this is aw is shaquille o'neal not bad but right <laughs> okay uh mm-hmm. I'm, well, again, the, the ref shirt is going to have to break out one of these days again. <laughs> well, let's uh, we always start these shows uh, and everyone in the chat. Good to see you. We're going to do some call outs here in a little bit. But for now, I want to start with some news and we're going to start with some news uh, that is about Logan Paul, the guy whose name I was about to say would have been a better transition if I just made the Logan Paul joke and went into the Logan Paul news but here we go uh we got an update on logan paul's injury following crown jewel uh logan paul's brother jake paul has revealed uh, in an interview that logan's injury was initially believed to be worse than it actually is as well as seemingly revealing the diagnosis of the injury uh jake said he's doing better than expected they thought it was supposed to be acl but it just turned out to be mcl and meniscus which is better He's rehabbing it in L.A. and hoping for the best, man. Uh, Jake was present for Logan's injury at Crown Jewel, supporting his brother at ringside during Logan's match. So 
I am not a doctor. Uh, these all sound terrible, but from what I understand, MCL is better than ACL. Do you have any uh, insight into this kind of stuff? I wish I did. I just know that they're not good when you get injured. It's, it's one of the unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, parts of this industry where, you know, you run that risk of getting injured. And I'm going to take uh, Jake Paul's uh, assessment at, for what it is. He says that it's better than an ACL thing. Uh, if you say so, uh, it still doesn't sound good. But the other part, too, is uh, I know that, that there's a rumor out there that Logan Paul was pushing for a match at WrestleMania 39 in L.A. between him and and John Cena. And I'm wondering if this injury puts that in jeopardy, if that was ever being discussed or a possibility, because can you imagine with the other rumored match, Roman Reigns versus his cousin, the rock and Logan Paul versus John Cena uh, headlighting both nights, like eat one each night. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's, it's such a crazy time we're in right now because they're the rumors of stone cold wanting to do some more matches. Mm -hmm. And the idea of having the rock potentially roman reigns john cena the rock and stone cold is like the last four faces of professional wrestling all on the same show which is just mm -hmm. madness to me as a fan i can't remember i don't know if there's ever even been a real possibility of a of a time like that you know like when hogan was on top could you have had like bruno san martino hogan and all that and really made it work i don't know no, I don't. I, I don't know either, and I don't think I don't know if if that would mesh well, Bruno and Hogan, especially. You know what I mean? But this yeah. is this could be that could be the you know everybody talks about the um, proverbial passing of the torch. Can you imagine that torch being passed with those four? You know, I just say have Roman have a four way with uh, Stone Cold, John Cena, The Rock, and Roman Reigns, and have him stack them and beat all of them at the same time. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> you, you set, set the place ablaze. Yes, every <laughs> so all the uh, if if Roman wins, we riot signs would be <laughs> that that would be fantastic. I would love it. Everyone else would probably hate that, but I'd be like, no, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be a passing of the torch. That would pa be a passing of the flamethrower. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm not, I'm not predicting that's happening, but that would no. be, a, that'd be a fun, uh, a fun yeah. little situation there. Uh, we talk about passing of the torches and, and things that could happen at WrestleMania. There's someone who has been hinting that may be eventually a WWE guy. And that is MJF talking about the bidding war of 2024. He, uh, he clarified some of the issues with his contract. Uh, he said, uh, um, I, I know the truth. I most certainly, uh, the salt of the earth denied that, uh, it's the case that, uh, he's received more than a raise and had in fact resigned long-term. He said, I know the truth. I most certainly haven't. I think that wrestling fans are kind of just doing that to kid themselves. So maybe they feel a little less heartbroken as things go on. Uh, MJF stressed that his hesitate, his destination in 2024, whether it be AEW, WWE, or even Hollywood, where he's now expanding into will come down to money. He did give AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan credit for one thing. What happens after the fact in, in 2024 is entirely up to AEW management if they are willing to shell out the proper amount of money. Now, I'll tell you this, bonus and brownie points from Tony Khan for paying me what he's paying me now with no extension. He did not have to do that. So basically reiterating, there is no extension uh, to the contract. He did not resign. He is getting paid more money. And 
I'm happy. I'm a big believer. I always root when it comes to contracts. I root for the the rest, the individual, because Tony Khan's got a billion dollars. WWE's got a billion dollars. They're done. They're they're good. Their pockets are good. I want the wrestlers to get their pockets lined up. And Jimmy, I feel like I'm happy for him. He should wait and and play the field. He's going to be the hottest free agent in pro wrestling. I, I I think he will be. And the fact that he's bringing it out in public is making people think about it too. And look, you talk about someone who is young and it could be the potential future of this industry, regardless of what company he's working for. This is the guy he's got. He ticks all the right boxes mm-hmm. going into this thing. So I kind of have a feeling there will be the proverbial bidding war for this guy when his contract, when he does become a free agent and uh, man, whoever lands him. Well, you know, they've been one. And by the way, as far as where I want him to go, I want him to go with who pays him the most. I think he's got the right idea, Jimmy. I, Mm -hmm. I've always been a believer nine times out of 10, just go with the people who pay you the most. I, I agree with that. But at the same time too, uh, the potential to make more money in, a, in a, let, let's say, let's say, for example, in WWE, there's a might be a potential to make more money there doing various other things with the company. You right. know, so uh, I'm just oh. s- speculating here. But at the same time, we want to see at the time his contract comes up and he becomes a free agent, which company has the bigger platform as well for him right. to maximize his potential. Right. And well, yeah, no, 100%. And that's because it, it's, it won't just come down to what he's paid per year. Cause, and not to sound like a WWE Homer, but WWE has got a, a massive uh, merchandise arm that you can make a lot of money off of. And mm-hmm. the fact that Nick Khan has ties to Hollywood, I don't think it's a shock that people like Bianca Belair suddenly have an agent and uh, the opportunities come up for, for wrestlers. So that will be a factor in it as yeah. well. It won't just be, you won't be able to just compare apples to apples. This one says this number, this one says that number. So I agree with that. But at the end of the day, if one is going to get you more, go with the one that you think will get you more. Hey, and, and longevity is also a factor depending on how long you want to do it. Do you want to do it for five years, 10 years, whatever the case may be, maximize your your income potential with however long you think you can do it for. And I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, I called it kind of guy. Cause I'm usually wrong when I try to call it, but I will say, and people who have listened to me talk, I've been saying for a long time now, about two years now, I think MJF is Hollywood bound. I don't know if it'll be 2024, but I just got that feeling. You look at some of those things and we'll talk about it later. Cause Moxie brought it up him mm-hmm. being a singer and doing all mm-hmm. sorts of other kind of entertainment things. I've always felt right. He is a Hollywood destined person. And mm-hmm. now he's in a movie. Now he, I, I just, I got mm-hmm. a feeling we're going to see him in Hollywood sooner than we all think. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree. Um, I don't so, disagree. so we'll see though. If, if he yeah. does it, I will rub it in everyone's face that I called it. If he does not, I'll just pretend I never said it like all the other things I get wrong and I'll move along. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and mm-hmm. get the, um, Let's go ahead and get the show going. But before we do, I always like to thank everyone who is listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Or if you're watching the show on YouTube after the fact, make sure to hit like, comment, share, subscribe, all that Mm -hmm. good stuff. If you're watching us now, thanks for joining us in the chat, whether you be Jay Flame, Mr. Mm -hmm. X, Donald uh, Lannis. Is that my saying that name right, Donald? I don't Mm -hmm. see you on Mondays. Uh, Justine, Mm -hmm. I got, got... 
Dylan Matthews, the GIF King in the chat. We got mm -hmm. Aaron and, and Trevor and Miriam and Bernie and uh, all sorts of folks here. Uh, Trevor, a lot of folks I don't see on Monday. So good to see you guys and, and good mm -hmm. to uh, meet you via video screen. Uh, yep. And if you're not in the chat, guess what? I'm, I'm glad you're here too. If you're just watching along, that's cool too. Cool. Uh, and thank you, Peter and Sergio. Uh, let's get the show on the road. Let's okay. let's just dive right in. We're, we're, we're 11 minutes in, Jimmy. Let's just dive let's, right Let's in. do it. We're live, pal. <laughs> so we start with a tag team match. Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, it, in Jericho's pursuit to beat former Ring of Honor champions, he takes on two at the same time tonight. It's a long one with a lot of back and forth, but it comes down to Jericho trying to use his bat. But Claudio stops him and makes Jericho tap in the sharpshooter. Um, I were you? There's two things that surprised me here. I'm going to start with uh, Jimmy. Did it surprise you? We didn't get any. Can you trust your partner stuff? um because they've got well, the four-way match coming up on uh right where they're all in it so there wasn't any kind of like throwing their partner under the bus i should say uh, a little bit of a surprise because uh, some in those types of matches you usually expect it with the can they coexist you know commentary as well but at yeah. the same time you know you had two clearly defined baby faces and two clearly defined heels so mm -hmm. it, it it worked not doing that during the match. And I think it helped the match by not doing that because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people expected, Hey, maybe that's what's going to happen where some, some misdirection and Claudio and, and, and Danielson get into it or Sammy, especially the, the heels, it, it, even though they're still part of the Jericho appreciation society, you know what I mean? And that's what yeah. so, but I thought they had a very good match, told a good story. It made sense. Mm -hmm. uh, them going after the, the left eye of Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson. See, I, I can't, I can't it's get a tough one. Doing it. it is tough to that, forget. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. when they're, because it's, it was so it's hard. Get, name, but it's so hard to get it right. Like when they first switched it, it was hard to do it. And then I finally got, well, I, I got a long time ago, but now it's, yeah, ah, I hear you. Tricky. Hear it's yeah. tricky. Uh, but I, thought, I thought they had a good match. They, they started off the show hot. They got the crowd into it and, uh, you know, good on them. And, the fact that Jericho tapped out to a sharpshooter, uh, I yeah. don't know. Is that a giveaway that he retains at the pay-per-view? That was actually my next thing. I said two things surprised me. The other one was I was kind of surprised. Claudio just got a clean win over Jericho, mm -hmm. uh, tapping him out. And I was wondering, uh, that was going to be my question to you, is do you think that that sort of tipped their hand? Because as we know, that rule of thumb is if you look good the week before the big show, mm -hmm. not a good sign for the big show chances are <laughs> right yeah so yeah it but it does make it interesting because it because of it being a four-way jericho doesn't necessarily have to be the one to lose right but, but at the same time having the title on jericho when you talk about uh public persona and and who see who is and i hate the and no disrespect to the other three men in the match jericho is the biggest star globally 100%. in that match so you know to, if you want to elevate that roh title uh keep it on jericho for a little while longer yeah he i mean and anyone who's arguing there's a reason he was on mask singer you know uh <laughs> like at least i heard he was i don't watch mask singer but everyone said he was like a pink giraffe or something mm -hmm. um so uh yeah i i agree i think i think he's been doing great there the only thing is 
what I, I actually really love this, and we'll kind of do some predictions along the way just because the shows mm -hmm. this is coming up. Um, what I love about this, this whole thing is with it being a four-way, you really have the opportunity for both these teams to implode. Because if you're Brian Danielson, I could see him taking advantage of Claudio to uh, to try to get a win. You know, I could see mm -hmm. him, I could see Jericho hitting Claudio with a bat and then Danielson getting rid of Jericho and being like, eh, I could right. still pin, I could still pin Claudio. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Claudio being upset about it. But also, of course, the heels, the other side, you could imagine Sammy Guevara going, you know, like Triple H once said, it's my time. Yeah. But uh, th but then again, like you, like we were talking about, not having that tension between the two teams tonight, uh, between right. the partners, uh, if, if we do see some tension between them on 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 Saturday in this four-way match, then it makes it mean that much more because if we saw the tension tonight, then we'd be expecting it. Then right. we, now, now with Claudio and, and Brian kind of get into it or, or Sammy and, and Jericho get into it. Now you're going, Oh, right. And what's, what's beautiful about this too, is you can create that tension and have a team implode mm -hmm. without that actually being the end of the match. Like if Sammy Guevara, right tries to win the title from Jericho and tries to pin Jericho, even if he doesn't win, that seed is now planted that Sammy's trying to take advantage. Or mm -hmm. if Jericho tries to pin Sammy or whatever the case is. So it's a... Um, it could lead to future stories. Yeah, it's a very... Yes. This is actually a very interesting uh, situation. And I, I know the Ring of Honor mm -hmm. side of things in AEW gets a little flack. And mm -hmm. I, some of it's very deserved. But I think right. this story is is actually interesting the way it's it's being told. I do wish mm -hmm. Daniel Garcia was involved a little bit because it felt like he sort of got got thrown out for some reason like he, he was the main part of it and then suddenly yeah. he just disappeared but yeah. you never know yeah you, you never know There's, yeah. there, there might be like injuries or booking i don't know there's right. a million things that may cause this exactly change, exactly uh, yeah. so we continue on by the way who do you think's gonna win let's do a prediction who do you think's gonna win on saturday uh, it, old school logic dictates to me that, <laughs> that uh chris jericho retains in some, I, some underhanded form or fashion I think I think that's probably the if I was I feel like that's the safe bet, but I, I don't know. I get this feeling that Brian Danielson needs a win. I feel like he needs something. Mm -hmm. I, he's taken a lot of L's lately. Mm -hmm. Uh but we'll see. we'll see. Uh I'm not super confident about that. Like it's not a confident bet. That's like a oh, you know. No, but 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 like I said, if you're going to maximize the ROH brand, uh maximize it you know especially if if there is a tv deal in the works you got to think business as well too so. that's that's very true you're 100 right about that um we got a darby allen promo and uh we get a black and white driving through the desert in a body bag uh and then Jarrett shows up and says 24 years ago is the first time the next time it's going to be the last time sting uh this is just a really quick bit here how do you feel about these darby allen promos uh, i think they're interesting they're different and yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's the cool thing about it. It's different. And seeing that, that, that I know it was black and white, but it looked like a pink Cadillac convertible old school. Right. You know, it, it's like, like, like <laughs> why is thing driving the honky tonk man's car? Right. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. But at the same time, they, they're, they're fun. They're, they're, they're a little different. They're out there and uh, they fit with the characters. It is funny how black and white you feel like, I still feel like I can tell what color it is. You're yeah. right. I don't know why, even though there's no real way i should know. i feel like i just know 
but uh, I feel like with the Darby Allen stuff, there's parts of me that want to critique it as a wrestling person. Like, mm-hmm. but you're not like, how do you like sell the match or like, you got to say some stuff, but then there's also this part of me. It's like, maybe it's just like TikTok to me where like, I don't get it, but it's working and it's popular. So shut up and, and just enjoy it for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. uh, yeah, no, I understand that completely because like you're like me, you can't like everything, but you could kind of maybe see why others would. And I mean, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like this is a cool thing. I but I always think like you didn't really you didn't say anything about right. the guy. But then again, yeah. I go, but everyone likes it, so just yeah. quit quit asking questions. He wasn't on tonight since I'm since you brought that example up. It's like with uh, Orange Cassidy, right? You know, I watch that and I go, hmm, eh. It's, it, you know, people are, people are into it. They're digging it. And me personally, I'm like, eh, there's nothing for me really, but Hey, if the fans are digging it, good for you. I was always my, uh, heel Becky Lynch. Like I, I, for, <laughs> it never really stuck with me, but for some, like I'd see the crowd, like it's working though. So right. I'm not, I'm not going to complain because I'm the, <laughs> I'm the wrong one in this case, uh, did make me feel very old when I, Jeff Jarrett said 24 years ago, cause I uh. remember that. And I was like, Oh my God, it's been that mm. long. Uh, but uh, let me ask you this, I guess, quick prediction. Who wins that tag team match? Uh, Jarrett, is it Jarrett and Lethal or Jarrett and it's J- Sanjay or? No, I think it's I think it's Lethal. It, it, it'd probably know. be Lethal. Lethal seems to be doing most of the wrestling for that team. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so well, Jarrett, Jarrett and Lethal or uh, Darby and Sting? Oh, man, this is one where you can make a, a case for for the guitar getting involved here and causing maybe 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 the baby faces win via DQ because Jarrett doesn't care. He wants to do damage with the guitar that see, that's the smart to see. That's why you're good at this is because I think a lot of people, when they pick a winner, they think of the last person standing, not the mm-hmm. person that actually got the win, because I think a lot of people think, oh, yeah, well, Jarrett will hit him with a guitar and get the win. But they don't think, yeah, but he might get DQ'd in the process right thinking and his his thinking could be i don't care about the w or the l all i want to do is damage to the stinger you know what i mean take him out i'm gonna go with i think i think i'm gonna pick the bad guys here i'm gonna pick jeff jarrett because i think they said that sting is darby's weakness and i think something's Mm -hmm. gonna happen where sting does something to cost them the match whether it be Mm -hmm. Darby takes takes the guitar shot himself and then gets pinned or something. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a, yeah. a thing there, but that might be me overbooking it in my head. Oh, yeah. uh, so we we move on to the acclaimed and we get a Waterboy parody. Uh, and before mm-hmm. we get the music video uh, with a rap, Swerve comes out and after Billy Gunn attacks Swerve, uh, he and uh, Max Caster get ejected from ringside. Mm-hmm. Then we get Bowens versus Swerve. Last third of this match was really all swerve and him damaging the arm of Bowens and getting the win here. There's a lot of things I want to talk about here. First okay. off, how would you rate Max Caster's bars? Uh, his bars? His raps. <laughs> uh, oh, man. They, they, they are they're good, and they're always topical. The, the Jay Leno line and all mm-hmm. that. So he's right on top of things, and he's – I'm wondering how, how much – how quick it comes to him. Because some yeah. guys are really good at that. Like I go back to a John Cena. John Cena just right off the top of his head could just, just battle rap anybody, and it, it's incredible. So, uh, uh, and the crowd reaction to the acclaim when they came out, it was just phenomenal. These guys are hugely over as a team. Yeah, yeah. This it, it, I, it was something that I just kept thinking. I can't. 
acclaimed are one of those teams that like they just they just found a way to will their act over you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because they were to be fair like everyone acts like oh they're so great but they spent like a year and a half on dark you know like losing right. to people it wasn't like <laughs> this like team that everyone saw coming you know what i mean it was like mm-hmm. they had to it was that classic like no we are going to show you how good we are each and every week and make this work and they did and so it's really cool uh, mm-hmm. The way they were able to do this. Yeah. Uh, My only question is, you, you see someone like a Max Caster and, and you say to yourself, this guy has potential to be a, a, a single superstar. Uh, unfortunately, it, despite how good Anthony Bowens was in the match and how good he is, during the match, the crowd was very quiet. I noticed, I was going to say, it seemed like they were more into, like Swerve is very over mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It felt like, the, especially mm-hmm. the whose house? You know, Swerve's right. house. Right. I feel like, Personally, I think Swerve could be one of their a, a big name for them if they keep using him mm-hmm. properly. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I definitely feel like Caster could be a very big, very big uh, deal for them as well because he's just yeah. found a way to make it work, and he's just one of those people that just knows how to mm-hmm. whatever it is find a way to make things work, and that's always a good thing. Right. And I love this as we go into the the pay per view as we go into full gear. We've got kind of a dual story here where it sounds like it's going to be is Bowen's arm going to cause problems for them in the match or will the lack of teamwork between Swerve and Keith Lee be an issue? So this is a situation where I actually kind of like both teams have an issue that they're going to have to deal with going into this one. I like that. And and if you've ever had a situation, especially with the arm issue, he goes into the match with that arm problem and that becomes a, a big story in the match. And let's say someone like a Keith Lee has got him in some kind of arm hold, like a, a, a Kimura or a key lock or something like that. And, um, you know, he, he Max decides to throw in the towel and mm-hmm. save, save his, his partner's arm. And, you know, and maybe that can cause tension between the team down the road somewhere. But at the same time, it's one way to get the titles off them without really having them pinned or submit. The partner was being, you know, looking out for the safety of his partner by throwing in the towel and, and saying, you know what, we could win the titles again later, but you, you only have two arms and you don't want to lose one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just very, very cool stuff with these guys. What's your prediction? I personally have uh, the acclaimed retaining. I I think the, uh, the writings on the wall that Swerve and Keith Lee aren't going to yeah. stay together. Uh, exactly. But uh any any thoughts on that? You just agree? No, I think I think I was thinking the same thing. It looks like it's perfectly setting up a split between Swerve and Lee. So um, them retaining, but maybe you can have the split happen after my suggestion of throwing in the towel. Have them win the titles, and you know Keith Lee, you know, being we won these titles because of me, and there's a little bit of tension there, and then. Um, Either they have to re- no, I I don't want to say relinquish the titles, but uh, maybe Keith Lee costs them the titles down the road by saying, "Okay, I've had enough of this team. I'm going on my own." Have we had? I feel like we've had a a tag team before where the two people actually hated each other, but they were a tag team, and so they had to work together. That oh. could be a fun, a fun yeah. like, hey, I mm-hmm. like maybe maybe Swerve leaves Keith Lee high and dry and is like take that, suck it, I'm leaving, now you're going to get right. beat up. But somehow, Keith Lee overcomes and actually wins, and now he's, Swerve thought he was away oh. from Keith Lee, but now he's actually stuck with him. 
or the other way around. It looks like Swerve is going to lose the match. And Keith Lee's like, going to, ah, and then he turns around and goes, ah, and goes back in there and makes the yeah. save and, and ends up pulling it out for the team or something like that. Could yeah, that could, that could be very interesting. I feel like whoever it is though, mm-hmm. FTR is waiting in the, uh, in the wings. At least I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, they're awesome. My personal tag team, uh, just one of the best tag teams. I think I, I, I won't get into it. Tag team of the year for me, I think. But okay. uh, I know if someone said the Usos, I wouldn't argue too heavily either. Uh, no, but we, so, uh, that's a good argument to have because there's no right or wrong. It's just opinion based. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's it, it, you can. It depends how how you look at it. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, in any case, we get a uh, a promo package. We'll just kind of go through this part real quick. Uh, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose. Uh, Nyla basically reminding us Nyla has stolen the physical title and really gotten under the skin of Jade Cargill more than anybody else so far. Jimmy, I love that they're actually putting on Nyla's nameplate TBS mm-hmm. champion <laughs> just because right. she stole it. It's, right. it's one of those stupid little things that I'm, it makes me giggle. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think Nyla Rose is going to be the one to beat Jade Cargill? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is a, a Jade Cargill has a special something that they, they, she needs a long title reign so that when someone does eventually uh, uh, alleviate that title from her, then it becomes a big deal. Nyla, Nyla Rose uh, may have been the right person down the road, but right now I don't think it's the right time for it. I, I agree with you. I do think Nyla Rose, in my opinion, anyways, with the little time she's had, has kind of proven that she deserves more time. Uh, I think that she's very good at being like kind of a funny, interesting bully type bad guy. And I think that that's something that they could use more of in the, in that division. Um, mm. But yeah, I agree. I think, I, I think I've said before, I, they, AEW has what I call a Jade Cargill problem where Cargill is such a star. I don't know who beats her. Like right. she, she like out star powers anyone. Like, I don't know who you can put in the ring with her where you go, Oh yeah, they could beat her. You know what I mean? Like at, th- at this point, it does, it feels that way. Uh, but somewhere down the line, it will happen. It it feels like if Brock Lesnar won the cruiserweight title, you'd be like, <laughs> well, who's who's ever going to beat him for it? Like I don't know. Wow, mm. uh, Brock so, Lesnar is a cruiserweight. <laughs> really slimmed down. <laughs> Did a lot of jumping jacks <laughs> out there in Saskatchewan. Yes. yes. <laughs> Counted a lot of calories, got down. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't believe for a second all those guys were uh, under 205, though. Some of those guys, they'd say 205, and they come out there just like, I know. Buddy Murphy, I don't know. I don't know. You were a pretty big fella to be under 205. Yeah, somebody's fudging that little dial on the bottom of the scale there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did, but he's if he is, he's a very big-looking 205. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, speaking of big, we had a couple of big fellas in the ring in this next segment. And this has become another very interesting uh, matchup. Samoa Joe comes out and he compares uh, Tony Schiavone to Paul. Doesn't say which Paul, uh, but then says he refuses to ra- wait around and be a victim. Hobbs comes out and says, hold your horses. And then Wardlow comes out and attacks Joe. Then we get a locker room empty and break apart. You got to have one. It's dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Wardlow, Wardlow cleans house and the dark order just get out of his way, letting him do the dive to the outside and take out everybody. Um, how do you feel about this segment? I'll just let you take it away. 
No, I, I like seeing Joe come out and being Samoa Joe, the old school Samoa Joe, because he is a legit badass. And and this is an opportunity because I think they dropped the ball with Wardlow mm-hmm. a, a, a little while ago. And yeah. don't get me wrong, uh, they could have made Ward Joe a ridiculously dominant tag team, despite the name. Um, <laughs> but uh, Wardlow, again, was one of those guys who was on the rise to become a homegrown talent that they could bank on. Mm-hmm. And they they dropped the ball. Now it's an opportunity to pick up the ball and hopefully get it back on the other side of the net where it belongs. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I, I think Wardlow is one of those guys that could be one of their, you know, they use the word pillars a lot, but I think he could mm-hmm. be one of the faces of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. And it felt like they were doing that with the whole MJF thing. And it, it felt like they didn't, like they were like, this is a great story, but then they didn't think about what's next, you know. Right. So they finished it like, oh, yeah. Now what <laughs> makes it? Yeah, and 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 a guy like Wardlow, Wardlow is a guy who doesn't need a title to be one of those pillars. Right, right. You know, he just right. like I like I said, he uh, like we said about MJF, t- MJF ticking boxes. He does too. Yeah, it's just a matter of how you present him. That's all. This is going to be, in my opinion, very high praise, but he has kind of a Goldberg to him where he just comes out and you're like, I'm in. Like, right. I mean, I, I, you don't need to you don't need to cut promos. You don't need I mean, he can talk, but he doesn't need to. Like his music right. can hit. He comes out. He can just beat the tar out of somebody. And I'm like, I'm all in. I, I get yeah. it. I like it. I, Again, getting people invested in you, the person. And making yes. people want to see you. And exactly like you said, he has that. I think one of the things they they've they kind of stuttered on with him is sometimes I think they like the idea of like overpowering thing. Like I thought the idea of Samoa Joe and Wardlow looks cool, but I was like, but who's going to beat them? That's no fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want to see that we're getting it now, but they were a team for a while. I was like, I want to see them fight each other. I don't want to see them as friends. Just like right. I don't want to see. Brock La- Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley as a tag team like that's right. that's overpowered. I want to see <laughs> I want to see them fight each other. You know I want right. to see the the two top guys go at it. And so uh, I feel like there's a lot of times with guys like Wardlow where they're like, well, what if he fights this really small guy, or what if he fights this guy that we know he's not gonna mm-hmm. this other big guy that we know Wardlow's gonna crush? Like I want to see him fight like tough tough people. And stuff. exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, every now and again on a Monday, that's fu- or a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a uh, a Wednesday. It's it's cool to have him just crush people, but like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad he's getting some big uh big folks in here. And Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorites on yeah. the microphone. There are few people who are as entertaining as Samoa Joe, yet also as believable as Samoa Joe. That's like, the right word. Because because like The Rock, most entertaining person on the microphone ever, yeah. probably. But when he's like, I'm going to beat you up, you're like, this is fun, huh? You're not like really threatened by him. Where Samoa Joe, you're like, this yeah. is entertaining and he's going to kill me. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Uh, and, and something he did tonight that I thought was just incredible. I don't know if you know, like he got the crowd, like the crowd was chanting for him on the way out. He gets on the mic for a little bit and they were booing him. The fact mm-hmm. that he was able to turn it around, I think just shows how good he is. Absolutely. And that's what a good heel does, especially in a day, uh, a day and age, a generation now where they people want to like a good heel. Yeah, they 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 end up, like you said, cheering him a little bit. And Joe got like when he came out, people. Yes, it's Samoa Joe. And then it was like, oh, I can't believe he said that you 
you know? Yeah. That, that's an art. It, it really is. My favorite, as a side note, my favorite Samoa Joe line ever was when he was on commentary, actually. It was a very small thing on Raw. And, like, someone was messing with, I think, Byron, and uh, Samoa Joe got in the way, and Seth Rollins goes, you don't want to do this, Joe. And Joe goes, oh, yes, Seth. I think I do. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> tremendous. Any, anyways, uh, uh, and just to wrap it up, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, I think this is a, gr- I love Powerhouse. He's another guy I think they could build up. Uh, and I think this is going to be one of those, I don't think he's the guy to win it. Uh, but I think this will be a good chance for him to be in the ring with guys who are great. I think being in the ring with Samoa Joe is always going to make you a better person on the other end. Yeah, I think the other two guys can help make Hobbs. And, and you know, it, when you make someone and then beat them, then it makes you look like you beat somebody. And this is an opportunity for whoever wins this match. Uh, the other two can get over without going over. Yes, yes. And so I always think of Booker T back when he was going front, like in WCW days when he was going through like TV title, US title, then world title. He would always like he would he would use the TV title kind of area he would lose to U.S. champion guys until eventually he started winning and became that. Then he would lose to world title guys for a little bit until he started winning and became that. And so that's what I'm hoping is sort of the process with a, a powerhouse Hobbs here. Uh, cool segment. I actually really dug it. And I like that this was a, a title that I, about a week ago, I wasn't that like, I'm not really into the, t- the TNT title right now, but now going into it, I'm like, this is going to be a cool, which yeah. is kind of a d- AEW thing. You're kind of like, building up to the pay-per-view and you're like to the final, like two thirds of the way to the pay-per-view. And you're like, I don't know about this one. And then like the final third, you're like, Oh, okay. They, they buttoned it up. <laughs> yeah. They, they, and they're, 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 they did something good tonight throughout the show is the video, even the video packages helped yes. build to, to the pay-per-view Saturday. And that's what you need. You, you, for lack of a better term, talking people into the building. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Now, when these three big beef patties get in the ring, Jimmy, who mm-hmm. do you think wins it? Who, who walks away with the TNT title? This, like I said, um, Wardlow does not need to win the title. And because it is a three-way there is an opportunity for him not to win the title and not be pinned at the same time. Uh, So um, I think for now, I think Joe, because like you said, when he talks and when you see him, he is absolutely believable in his role. So he could, he could pin a powerhouse Hobbs after maybe Wardlow hits him with how many power bombs and Joe, Joe kind of, uh, crap cans him over the top rope and then steals the win, so to speak, but right. then still claims how, how much of a badass he is. Right. Right. Cause it, and he's one of those few guys that will say it and you'll kind of be like, it is kind of a badass move what you did, but you're still kind of a cheapskate yeah. for throwing him out of the ring. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. so, so that's great. So we had a couple of promos, a uh, backstage promos. They were separate, but I'm going to talk about them together just to make it mm-hmm. easy. Uh, first, we had uh, Britt Baker come out and say that, well, she didn't come out. She was backstage. <laughs> she she said, uh, she says that she may not uh, have the background of Soraya, but she kept wrestling going in an empty dailies place uh, while wrestling moved on from Soraya. And if Soraya thinks she's above that, she can get out of here. Soraya says she wants to face the best and Britt's the best. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> if this was a, uh, a promo battle, who won? Well, I think uh, Britt was awesome here in a different sense because at first it sounded like she was being a babyface, showing the respect and showing, you know, like uh, giving her, giving Soraya her props. But then all of a sudden it was that, okay, now I'm going to tell you what it is. You know, you don't, you, you, you're not in my league. I've been here three years. I built this company that the company basically built on her back, the women's division and stuff like that. So it almost started off like a baby face thing, but then turned, she turned it right around. And uh, again, that was, that, that was really well done. I enjoyed it. I thought that, yeah, I think Brit, Britt's promo was fantastic. I was absolutely blown away by it. I was actually kind of, I was kind of hoping Soraya would have brought a little bit more heat in her promo. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like she was like, Hey, we're having the match. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of want a little bit more like fire from her. I don't know if there's a reason for that, but um, as far as why she didn't really, I guess, bring as much of a uh, exclamation point with her, her promo, but I- I, the only thing, uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I, no. The only thing I could think of is, is she's so excited to get back in the ring that that's just got her uh, uh, happy. And, and it, to her right now, she, it doesn't matter what Brit says. Uh, I'll, I'll show you when I get in the ring. And, and she's just overly excited about being cleared to go. Is there a, um, with, with Soraya, this is her first time back in the ring uh, mm-hmm. in a long, long time. Do you think it's good they haven't shown her to do too much physical stuff yet? Or would you have liked to have seen more to sh- sell us that she can still like wrestle and still go? And for people who's going to compare, like, what about CM Punk? My reason for not ever asking that about a CM Punk is CM Punk was wrestling, stopped, and then didn't come back till he was wrestling again, where Soraya was a GM and a manager and doing mm-hmm. other things on air as a non-wrestler. So should she have done something, you think, to kind of remind us that she's still 
a wrestler, if that makes sense. Well, a little physicality, nothing too spectacular, not, like not having a match or a tune up right. match before this, because, uh, you know, it makes it feel that much more special that her first match is against such a big star like Britt Baker. Right. You know, DMD. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a tough test for your first match back, especially after, you know, ring rust is a real thing. And you can go back into the ring and into the gym and you can, you know, train and train and train. But until you get out there in front of a crowd and who an actual match, it's just not the same. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see how she handles herself on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a I think they'll do a good job. I don't know if it'll be like the most high paced, fast paced, crazy match, but doesn't have to be right. I think they're both smart enough that they'll be able to make, make us care without, uh, as you like to say, the four fifty burning hammer Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Close Uh, enough. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. So I I think it'll still be a fun one. Who do you Mm -hmm. think wins though? Oh, uh, in her comeback match, you almost think like Soraya has to win, but can you imagine the heat that Britt can generate if she does something to injure Soraya or alleged right. or, or make it look like she she injured her? Right. Yes. Yeah. Do some something uh, obviously in a safe way, but to us the fans, right. Right. make us all go. But you, know, uh, you see Twitter light up. How dare they? When of course the wrestlers. But then then again, you can have Soraya win and let. Brit get her heat back afterwards right so so i think which is the more likely scenario Uh, yeah i think i do think you got to have soraya win because if she loses it's going to be a little bit like oh yeah okay well thanks for coming by yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's like a hole in the parachute (laughs) right uh well hey as the as my friend has a saying you don't need a parachute you don't need a parachute to skydive you just need a parachute to skydive twice. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we get a. I think I don't remember if they actually said this was for the titles, but Death Triangle versus Top mm-hmm. Flight and AR Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting high flying matchup ends with Pack hitting the Black Arrow and the champs retain. Mm-hmm. But the story here is after the match, Pack implies that the elite will return at full gear, looking to win those trios titles. And Pack says, bring the heat. But then we get a video package that makes it official. The elite versus the death triangle for the trios championship. Jimmy, how do you, now this was obviously heavily teased, mm-hmm. but how do you feel about them making it official and how do you make feel about them making it official this way? I, if that I, makes sense. I, no, I did. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I, 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 I don't mind this being the match at the pay-per-view, but have them come out and get that initial pop, you know, and you know, people could run around and go, Oh, see, I knew it. I knew it was them. Uh, you know, it was so obvious it was going to be them. That's not the point. The point is the first time you want to see their faces yeah. is, their entrance at the pay-per-view you don't want to see them in a video graphic uh, yes for the match i thought so i thought uh uh, i didn't like it let's put it that way i i agree with you i love i love the match i love and i love that they're coming back at at the pay-per-view i watching it, it felt a little bit like like christmas and you get the present and the box is shaped exactly like that thing you want but you don't know if it's that thing you want for sure, even though it looks exactly like that thing you want. But then someone's saying, oh, by the way, it's that thing you want, but you can't open it till Christmas. Like, right. well, 
that takes all the fun out of it. I want to like. It's, it's like living here in Canada. You're getting a hockey stick for Christmas, so you see this thing. Yes. In 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 uh, wrapping paper. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you know what it is, but I don't want you to tell me what it is. Right. I want to. I still want that. Like, Open, what if? I want to know. The package surprise. Yes. Yeah. So I I agree with you. I, I love the whole thing, but it's uh, I. I, I do wish they just kept it a secret. Even if it was like they showed the graphic with a big question mark or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in any case, that'll probably be fun. I do want to talk quickly, though, mm -hmm. about uh, Darius Martin's back. So that's always great when someone who's been hurt comes back. I thought, mm -hmm. And I thought he, he did great. And a, I want to talk about A.R. Fox uh, mm -hmm. because A.R. Fox is someone I've seen a couple of times. I'm not going to pretend I have a mm -hmm. deep-rooted knowledge of indie wrestling, but I knew who he was, and I've seen him a couple of times. I think it was on Lucha Underground uh, is where I've seen him. So I knew he was good, but I feel like he really did a good job of, as you like to say, getting over without going over with this crowd. No, absolutely. And again, it takes, I was going to say it takes two to tango. In this case, it took all six of them to tango. Six. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, with the help of the others on the other side, they, AR Fox looked like a big deal. And the other thing I like about that, to get away from the AR Fox thing for a second, mm -hmm. you know, we knew what this was going to be. Yes, this six, you know, it was going to be a high spots and stuff like that, but it wasn't just like completely high spots through the whole thing. They picked their spots to do their high spots, and I like that where it wasn't just a complete chaos. Now, back to yes. AR Fox, he is a good talent. He it's his first time on national television, I think. Uh, yeah, they said it was the first time show? on uh. It was on, the first time on Dynamite on the main, I, on the main show. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, he was on Lucha Underground. I don't know if we count right. that as. I don't know what we count that as, right. Uh, right. or and I don't know if he's had like any like you know in WWE for one match or something like that. But right, uh, but uh, no, no, he he he's a very good talent, and and they they would be wise to utilize him uh, and utilize his full potential because he can go. But at the same time, they are a pretty loaded roster, and they haven't got a whole lot of TV time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think that's a challenge. Yeah. I think uh, this is totally random, but I uh, every now and again when I'm like doing emails, answering emails and stuff, I like to throw on like a random old wrestling show, and I put on a random episode of Nitro, right? Mm -hmm. Just a, I just, I just picked. Some, I think it's from like '98. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and something I noticed about them is they had a lot of matches with guys who you knew weren't necessarily stars, but they were always at least equal level. So you would still have a little bit of that who's going to win, even though they're, it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd have Psychosis versus Juventud Guerrera. None of them are going to be world champion, right. but I don't know which one's going to win that match. They're still pretty whatever. And so I feel like if you used AR Fox in a couple of those kind of matches, so it's still fun, but he could win, he could not win. Right. And then maybe have him, you know, lose to a Wardlow or something. That's a good way to keep him cycled mm -hmm. in. Very easy for me to say on a podcast yeah. when I'm not actually yeah. making the show. But, but, but still, uh, mid-carter versus mid-carter, you know, like you said, yeah. if, when they're relatively close in uh, uh, hierarchy. Yes. It, yes. Uh, it, it does. When it leaves you guessing, that's yes. a good thing, too. But sometimes, you know, you need those dominant wins. And uh, anyways. Yeah. I will say Death Triangle, their entrance is just cool. Yeah. Like, they're not being mm -hmm. too over the top. Like, there's not like crazy... I don't think it's crazy like pyro. Does it have pyro? I, I can't remember if they have pyro, but just like the one spotlight and then the other spotlight right. and then the other spotlight yeah. and the music and the way Penta with the 
cool entrance gas. Like I was watching, like this is this is like a comic book. I love right. it. It was good. It was good. Um, yeah. So uh, I think. Uh, who do you think the elite wins this match? Um, I I would. You know what? I almost feel like for some reason that uh, that Death Triangle retains. You know, I think so some, too. For, some form or fashion, whether it's uh, you know somebody. Uh, uh, I don't want to say turns on the other one, but somehow, you know, there, there's a disagreement on the, I guess they're baby faces, the elite. <laughs> yeah. I, they're going to get cheered when they come back. Yeah, of course. So even oh. if they're jerks, I, they're going to get cheered. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, I, this is against the rules, but I will say uh, we're getting some, uh, some chats. Trevor says, they have fire, not pyro. And Phil says they have flames most weeks. So that's okay. why I was trying to remember. I was like, I don't, I feel like there's pyro, but right. I don't remember the pyro, but that's mm -hmm. what it is. It's little flames. Well, well thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks uh, so, for clearing that up. Uh, you know, for me, it's a good reminder for me, but you know, I, like I've said before, over the years, too many ref bumps. Right. <laughs> we get a, we get a, uh, speaking of fire, we get a fire promo from Ricky Starks uh, mm -hmm. and says he wants to start that his match with, Lance Archer in the uh, in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a feeling Ricky Starks wins this one. Uh, any thoughts on Ricky Starks and the promo? I feel like Ricky Starks is another guy face of the company in a few years. If it, if I'm calling the shots, well, uh, maybe he has that potential, but at the same time, he has to be booked right, and you have to yes. allow him the time to to develop into that. You know yes. what I mean? And and like I said before, there's just there's, there's a lot of faces on this roster that have the potential to be a face for the company that could generate some revenue for them and themselves. Yes. And, and Ricky is what, excuse me, Ricky is one of them. It's just a matter of whether they utilize that talent or, or not. And uh, uh, I know they, they like Lance Archer and that's going to be a tough task to get one over on him anyways. Yeah. I, I like uh, Lance Archer to me. is kind of like the cane of AEW. I <laughs> always say where he's, a, he's a big tough monster. That's always like a tough draw, up at the top, but I always feel like he's that guy that like you get through to get to the next level, which good is a good call. spot to be. I mean, Kane's had a great career, great spot to be. No, uh, Ethan Page versus Bandito, a fast-paced match that made both dudes look good. Page gets the win and moves on to the finals, the Eliminator Tournament. Uh, I feel like I've said this a few times today, but uh, Bandito getting over without going mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and for me, Ethan Page is a guy who's grossly underrated, I think, in a lot of people, for a lot of people. For me, he is anyways. Yeah. I think he doesn't get enough credit. And there's a guy, you talk about another guy who could be a future pillar for this company. There's a guy. And, and it's not just because he's a fellow Canadian. I was about a, to say. A, I was about to know, say. <laughs> there, may, there may be a little bias there, but I see that I see the potential in him. There, there is a lot of potential in Ethan Page, and, and he could talk. He can go in the ring, and he's again. We talked about it before. He's one of those guys that doesn't have to do a twisting, burning four fifty hammer Phoenix splash, but he can if you need him to. Uh, probably. I mean, he did maybe not that exact move, but I mean, like that. Uh, yeah. Look, he was hitting the. Uh, he calls the ego's edge off the turnbuckle, mm -hmm. but then got right. reversed into the. Uh, I call it a Frankensteiner, but yeah. uh, uh, you know, like that, that's a, he can still do those kind of cool things uh, right. when it comes time to it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think ego, I think uh, Ethan page, I actually think Ethan page is going to win the whole tournament. I do, uh, I do too. And this is just me personal fantasy book. And again, my fantasy book is terrible, but I want to see an Adam page bandito tag team. I want to see them come out 
you know, like Bandito with the uh, the thing on his face, like a, a, a ba- the bandit and the hangman. Come on, it, it, they just they look cool together. I want to see it. I want to see both come out on horses. Well, I I don't know about <laughs> this that. Is why I'm I, not a <laughs> there you go. I I, I do want to see Page Ethan Page win this tournament and then go potentially. Can you imagine him? I'm just I don't I'm not foreshadowing. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, Let's say MJF was the one to uh, to to come out ahead in the match uh, against Mox. Can you imagine an Ethan Page versus MJF on the stick? Yes, Those that'd guys, be fantastic. Oh, unreal. Yes, and and we'll talk about that in a second because yeah, yeah. uh, that that is coming up. But uh, I mm-hmm. I do agree I do agree one hundred percent on that. Uh, quick promo here again: Luchasaurus mm-hmm. versus Jungle Boy a hype video. Mm-hmm. Just a simple reminder of what's going on. Any predictions on that match? Well, it's a cage match, so obviously Luchasaurus doesn't need to be pinned in this, right? To, to lose, so <clears throat> I think this is a perfect opportunity for the babyface to to make a triumphant return. And Jungle Boy, it gets him over. Uh, mm-hmm. Luchasaurus still can still look like a badass. Maybe Christian accidentally costs him the match, thinking yeah. maybe let's say they're they're heading for the door, and Christian you know swings the door, and it ends up hitting Luchasaurus instead of or whatever something, right? But the, but Jungle Boy, I think, does he need the win? I don't know if it's necessarily needs it, but he could use it. I kind of think he needs it. I feel like okay. if he loses, he's going to look kind of like – because he's gotten kind of punked out every time he's messed with, with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. But uh, I feel like he I feel like he needs a pretty big statement win. But I don't know. It's also something I could see him losing and then that changing him to – you know, Jack Perry instead of Jungle Boy and him right. doing kind of like, I need to change and, mm-hmm. you know, join the factory. Right. Has, or something. To, has to lose the boy moniker. Yes. 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 Uh, which I think we all know is coming eventually, but yeah. um, uh, we get a promo uh, Akiyama and Takeshita versus Kingston and Ortiz. Do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, it feels like one of those things that like, it's, it's, it'll be it's, fun, but I don't know if it's worth writing home about. Right, exactly. It's going to be a fun match for the hardcores. Let's put it yeah. that way. It, 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 it'll it'll hit hit the right notes with with a core audience, but uh, you know, eh. yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Anna J, <laughs> Anna J Appreciation Society, because she has AS at the end of her name, and I guess that's how you technically say it, right? Anna J Appreciation Society uh, yes. versus Tony Storm. Pretty straightforward here. Champ gets the win in a title match before Saturday. Post match, Jamie Hader comes to the ring, and we get the face down stare off. Uh, I feel like this is pretty straightforward. Any any takeaways, and what are your predictions? No, uh, I think I think Tony Storm uh, retains on the weekend. But uh, the, this match was it was a good match from the ladies. They, they they put on a good match, but at the same time, it just uh, the positioning of the women's match every week on Dynamite is right before the main event segment, mm-hmm. and it just feels like okay, now it's time we got to put the women out there. And that's, that's, it's not like, you know, it just, that's how it feels to me. It's like, okay, it's nine 30 time for the women before the main event. I, uh, I've already acknowledged I, I wouldn't be a very good booker. And so mm-hmm. I'm, this may not be the thing, but I feel like what the, what I would like to see AEW do is, uh, it, it'll, it'll probably be tough because it's kind of a cold start for the women's division. Like, cause they don't get a lot of time. But I think you just got to start putting them out there and you mm-hmm. may not get the crowd reactions you love. It may take some ratings bumps or dips for a little bit because you're still trying to get a lot of people over and get a lot of stories across. But I think if they just like really like dig their heels in and promote that division, mm-hmm. it'll get over and it'll, cause they have 
talented yeah. people in that division. You just gotta like I guess get it going. It's like mm-hmm. like push starting the car. You gotta get it pushed and get it going. And once it's going, you'll be fine. It's just mm-hmm. I think they just need to really invest into it for a second, you know? No, I'm, I'm nothing more to say here. I uh, agree. I do think uh I think Hater wins. And I, uh, I I think she should win because I feel like along with the acclaimed and along with MJF and along with other people, I think AEW fans right now are ready to see the AEW folks holding a lot of titles. And mm. I know Jamie haters had career before AEW, mm. uh, but she doesn't feel like someone from another company, so to speak. And I feel like, I think the crowd wants her to be the champion. I get that. I get that. I just, I just want to, whatever happens, I just hope that interim, champion t- uh moniker goes away <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if there's a is there like a I don't, do we know a return date for thunder rosa like mm-hmm. i so yeah i i get i don't know whatever the the deal is if she's coming back soon then i say cool let's just like ride out just back but if she's gonna be out for like another year i said just right. take the off and I hear back ask for a re you know what i mean like yeah um but we get to the end here. Uh, we get to John Moxley versus MJF. Moxley comes out and says he's the best wrestler in the world. Uh, and says MJF is a good singer, says he's only won a single match, had an embarrassing Brian Pillman thing, and then had the worst ending to a ladder match ever. Uh, then the firm comes out, attacks Moxley, but MJF comes out, clears out the firm, then makes a CM Punk reference, the whole I see you laying there and as uncomfortably as possible or mm. something along those lines. Then it says he doesn't want excuses and wants to be the best in the world. Another CM Punk reference there. A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, couple questions here and you can kind of answer them all together. One, what are your thoughts on promos being the main event? And did this, if you weren't ready to buy a ticket for this match, did this do it for you? Uh, I don't mind promo segments ending it, especially going into a pay-per-view on a go-home show. Is, uh, and it, it helped elevate my excitement for the main event match, which this should be the main event. It better be the main event. To, you know, it's the yeah. AEW championship on the line here. And, you know, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus is main event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's in a cage. But, you know, as we've said before, talking people into the building, talking people into seats, talking people into spending money to buy a pay-per-view. That's exactly what they did here. John Moxley was great on the mic, but MJF just was on another level altogether. And that tease where it's kind of like, is MJF going in a little bit of a different direction and stuff like that? Is he kind of turning babyface or is it kind of like he's he's not changing, but still at the same time, you know, it's one of those deals where he's going to get cheered by the audience and face the, not change himself, but change the opponents he faces, so to speak. You know, right. that sort of thing. And and but the one line that Mox got me with is saying that MJF is just a kid playing wrestler. Yes, I thought, oh, that's going to set it off, and and it did. I thought it was a great segment to get people excited for the match on Saturday. And I love the part too. Is it Saturday, Sunday or Saturday? You know? Yes. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, what's funny is like, so that, that was a great bit there, but that is one of the things that needs to be addressed about how good MJF is. As soon as it's not just the fact that he says zingers and whatnot, but he never stutters. He never misses a line. He never pauses. Like he just, it is like a flawless delivery. Every time he's on the mic, you never has to like pause and like, remember something. It's just boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, boom. And, 
they're long promo. It's not like he, he nails a one minute promo. Like it's because, you know, you've been backstage and you've seen like the like pre-recorded ones even. And like, <laughs> they take four or five takes sometimes. And it's like, uh, but he knocks it out of the park every single time. It's incredible. And, and to say that against John Moxley, is saying something too because John Mox is pretty good on that microphone himself. You know, he's right. he's said a few things in front of a few crowds in his day. So it's, it, I, I thought this was good. I thought this was interesting. There's definitely mm-hmm. a where will alliances be after it's over? Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, I, obviously we saw Ethan Page come out, we saw the firm. How is what's that going to be about? But what, what's mm-hmm what's going on with the uh, regal there's a lot of weirdness going on here yes but, and, but and, interesting weirdness yes and uh, i know we are not talking predictions just yet but i did mention something last week with uh with uh justin and isa that what if uh this match comes down to where william regal shows his true colors and ends up helping mjf i would like to see i think or what if uh mm-hmm. the firm helps moxley or what if there's like a Ooh. double turn or what? Oh. I don't know. There's a million things. I don't know. I know. It's, a, uh, it's a, it, I, I love that there are questions like that. And you can make a case for either, either man, uh, you know, coming out of this with the championship. And, and that is good. And it's, yeah. Because sometimes and all wrestling companies do this. Sometimes there's a lot of questions, but they're like not good questions. Like, mm-hmm. why is this person doing this? Uh, mm-hmm. Or why is this happening? Where this is more like, where is this going which is which mm-hmm. is good stuff and i think it's really good for aw right now because aw needs a i feel like aw needs a win here uh mm-hmm. as a company yeah. i feel like they need a good show here after all the shenanigans that have happened and all the mm-hmm. stuff that's gone down i feel like aw really needs a a show that gets everyone talking for the right reasons you know yeah. and don't and don't overthink it just do it right. you know what i mean like don't, don't oh we gotta do we gotta oh no just stick stick to your guns yeah stick the landing in this one yes yes uh, that that's what happens here now we talked a little bit about uh ethan page uh i and we we alluded to it before but just kind of going in in terms of predictions i do think ethan page is going to win the tournament he'll be my Mm -hmm. prediction and i do think mjf is going to win because i and i do think as you said mjf and ethan page is going to be a very fun rivalry but also what i love about it is it's a great rivalry that mjf can establish himself as a champion with without mm-hmm. having to take someone who is a sure fight like like you don't want to have kenny omega come back and face mjf because you want kenny right. omega to get some wins for a while or like mm-hmm. you know one of those other big like adam page needs to get some wins again or if mm-hmm. a returning adam cole like he needs to get some wins or whatever Ethan Page can have that, make it a great match, mm-hmm. lose, and be just fine. No, and MJF can still look great. No, absolutely. You're not wrong there in the least. And and again, uh, I can't tout uh, Ethan Page's mic skills enough because, you, as we've been saying all night long, talking people into the seats, these guys, these two guys would be able to talk people into uh, anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 they're both that good and on the on on the stick and and it just goes to show you i know people talk about the in-ring product and yes you should be good in the ring as well but it, it, you know you have to be a good overall character where people get invested in the person 
And both these guys can get the fans to either hit, like them, hate them, whatever the case may be. And and that rivalry could be um, verbal gold. Yes, and and like I said, there's there's that's a rivalry that you can know the outcome, and that's fine. You'll yeah. still be you'll still be totally entertained by it. And then that's when MJF can start taking on the bigger names, like that are a little bit more feisty contenders for the title. Um, there you go. Uh, and, and he'll have a win under his belt. And if he loses it, it won't feel like it was too short or whatever the case is. Um, though I do feel like MJ is probably going to be champion for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, coming into this, uh, this, uh, this show. So it's funny. We talk about WWE and how they've changed over the past couple months. And uh, I feel like AEW has kind of changed the past couple months as well, or at least for a while. I felt like they were, they were, having some issues. I know people have mm-hmm. different opinions of what kind of wrestling they like, but I think even as an AEW fan, AEW is kind of having some issues for a little bit. Even the, mm-hmm. the sideshow aside, just the shows felt like they weren't like something was off. It feels like now they're sort of like getting back into a little bit of a rhythm. Maybe it's because the pay-per-views this weekend, and they, <laughs> they, ha- they have a goal line. So I think this has been good for them. Um, and I do want to say, we chat about it a little bit uh, offline before we started. Very interesting comparing notes of doing this show for Raw and doing it for AEW, where Raw mm-hmm. has things intermittent throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see damage control throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But on AEW, it's like Wardlow comes out, Wardlow goes to the back, and then Wardlow yeah. goes home. You're never seeing yeah. Wardlow again. He's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, same thing with, you know, Moxley only comes out once. Yeah. Uh, you know, Luch- Luchasaurus is not going to do a promo backstage if he's in the ring. And so. Mm-hmm. But but in WWE it's very different. You'll see those things throughout yeah. the show. And and one of the one of the critiques I always uh, I always uh, I have yeah. for AEW a lot of the times is them trying to cram twenty pounds of potatoes in a ten pound bag, mm-hmm. and, and they try to do too much and and a lot of repetition throughout the show. Like after the match is always a schmoz going on, or or too many matches with ref distractions, which makes none of them mean anything. Right, you know what I mean, and that sort of stuff. Because the more you see it, then it's like a. You know, so uh, they've been toning things down a little bit, but at the same time, uh, a little more TV time. Uh, you know what? Instead of Rampage being on Friday nights for an hour, it's too bad that they couldn't move them to the old uh, uh, World Cla- World Championship Wrestling time slot on TBS, 6.05 on Saturdays. Yeah. You know, it would have been a cool move to, to have them there. I have a feeling they wish Rampage was on at a different time, but yeah. I have also a feeling I always forget. Is it TBS? Or T- I always forget which one. It's TBS. TNT. TNT, TNT Rampage. I, I feel like TNT is like, sorry, and, guys. And, we and we got Big ben- Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> and they could benefit from two hours as opposed to one, too. It's, it's just, yeah. There's just a lot of talent and just not enough time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but overall, fun show. <laughs> Fun being, fun being on. I thought this this was a good one to get to be on. I was happy to do it. I am uh, excited to see full gear. I think hopefully they keep it under 12 and a half hours, uh, but we'll see. I'm not crossing my fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any final thoughts on this episode? No, I thought it was a good episode, a good go-home episode to help promote the pay-per-view that's coming up this Saturday. And one of the things I think they did well tonight was the promo videos that were that you know to to lead up to certain matches were very very well done as well and that's usually one of my critiques uh, from from AEW is they don't uh, you know 
their, their video packages are very, you know, mm-hmm. tonight I thought they were well done in getting you interested in the matches that they were promoting. Yes. And to your point about making sure people have TV time, I always feel like that's such a good way to just remind us who people are and like, mm-hmm. just do, I think I'd love for them to do that more often with like, if death triangle's not on, just show us a little, like, this is what happened. And so I go, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, death triangle. They're, they're top of mind. So when they come out in two weeks, I'm still like, Oh yeah, death triangle. It's not like, where's death triangle been? <laughs> who are these guys? You know, right. right. Uh, again, easy for me to say from a podcast chair and not when I'm looking at the, uh, the uh whatever the the formatting sheet um but uh but yeah that that does it for us thank you uh jimmy thanks for that let me hang out with you on a wednesday no Uh, pleasure pleasure uh, always man uh and thank you to everyone who joined us uh whether you are in the you know obviously if you're on youtube like comment share subscribe uh if you are on spotify or apple like comment share subscribe there do you like spotify i can't remember uh, you, you can leave us a nice comment on yeah. Apple Podcasts, though. Why don't you guys leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts? It's the least there you could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but thank you to everyone in the chat. Dylan, Ricky, Trevor, uh, Justine, Bernie, Donald, uh, Blue Chew, uh, Jakey Bakey. <laughs> uh, I, saw, I saw apparently Dwayne Johnson tunes in, by the way, in oh. the chat. Uh, oh. I know that name. Uh, so uh, uh, thank you guys. Jimmy, where can the world find you online and all the stuff you're, looking, you, you're well, working on? You can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights on Mondays with Triple J and uh, on, on Wednesdays doing the dynamite thing with uh, usually Justin and, and Issa. And of course, on my all my social media platforms, you can catch me daily from Monday to uh, Friday doing my ref and rants where I do my little critiques and have a little fun with it while I'm sipping my Java. And, uh, you know, hey, Enjoy wrestling because it's yep. a fun time to be a wrestling fan. It absolutely is. And you can find me at real Jack farmer across all social media. Usually they, they keep me caged in on the Monday show, but they let me come out for the, uh, the Wednesday show today. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going to be on next Wednesday too. I think one of you guys is taking the week off next, uh, next mm-hmm. week. So I think I'll be on Wednesday also, mm-hmm. uh, next week, but, uh, Make sure to follow at wrestling Inc and check out the Monday night raw after show every Monday, the, NXT after show every Tuesday, the show Wednesday after AEW. You already know how to do that. And the Friday show after SmackDown and Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we're doing an after Survivor Series show. I don't know if we're doing a full gear one. I think mm-hmm. there might be some staffing issues, but we'll find mm-hmm. out about that. I'll let Twitter tell you that one. Follow at right. Wrestling Inc. That does it for us, folks. We will see you guys next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.